Did you know emotions get trapped in the body? And with the population growing more and more sedentary, we're storing much more tension, stress, and trauma in our bodies than any humans before us. In this episode, you'll get three simple yet effective exercises to try to help you tap into your body and release that stress. What we're not talking about with host Amy D. This is a friendly reminder that this show features heavy, hard, and sometimes bone-chilling conversations that are not meant for younger ears. In addition, swearing is present, and although attempted to be reduced to a minimum, it won't be edited in order to keep the integrity of the conversation. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to What We're Not Talking About. This episode is going to be super educational and actionable. And who better to share their wisdom with us other than well-being leader, speaker, and healer, Brian Burniman. Brian is the co-founder of Conscious Action and You Being You, helping you to discover a conscious way of living. He's here to share his knowledge on simple practices everyone can use to live a more healthy, balanced, and meaningful life. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here sharing with you and with everyone listening. I'm excited to talk to you, to learn a little bit more about you and your journey through this space of healing, and then also to share some actionable tips because I know it's so powerful to be able to listen to podcasts and be able to have something to also try afterwards. So thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Yeah. And I don't know, where do you like me to start? Um, well, why don't we talk a little bit about you, like what it is that you do outside of the introduction that I gave for you? Yeah, wonderful. So I am from Argentina. So for some of you that might not get it from my accent, I grew up in Argentina. I, I've been blessed enough to have grown up with a family that was mostly conscious and really supportive of me doing and living the way that I wanted to. Now, that didn't mean that everything was easy. I had a lot of struggles when I was younger and I was super stressed all of the time. I, I, I think too much and that, of course, didn't help with my stress. And I was really disconnected from my feelings and my emotions when I was young because of my parents' journey that they were starting to go into understanding themselves and this self-development journey that they were going through, they started to ask me if I wanted to explore some of those things like meditation, yoga, and different healing techniques and, and different mindfulness practices. I said yes to all of that. And with some things, I, I didn't really care too much about them, didn't resonate with me, and some really resonated and hit home. I started practicing some of this that I will share a little bit of the practices later on on this episode. But 
I started noticing actually that my daily life was changing. So it wasn't only that what I was doing when I was going to all of these sessions that was helping me. I was starting to notice, for example, that when I was driving, and I used to be a very, very angry, I had that road rage. Suddenly, I started noticing that people were cutting me off or, you know, all these different things were happening. And I was remaining calm. And it wasn't that I was actively trying to remain calm. It was just happening. And this is something that started to change my outlook of my relationship with myself. So I started to get more into exploring more and more about that, more about my own body, more about my feelings and how is my mind talking to me. And that was one of the main things that I've been doing now for the last 17 years has been really exploring all of this. I've traveled and lived in a few different countries, explored different cultures, and went deep into some of these practices to really try to understand myself. And then naturally, I started to share this with people. And one of my teachers, he used to say, what you love, you want to share. I've been doing that now for many, many years, almost six that I've been now in New Zealand, that I've been sharing this and running conscious action and running you being you being able to give everyone tools and ways that they can help themselves to live the life that they want that is one that is good for them and that is good for the planet mm, i like that i like that you added that it's good for the planet as well because i think that's something that is so imperative right now is to really include not just an individualistic point of view, but a more collective, we're in this together kind of thing, especially with what's happened this in 2020 with the pandemic and everything. So I think that's so wonderful. For your background in when it, when it comes to what type of modalities you focused in, like what's your experience there? Mm, yes. So I... The main practices that really resonated and really helped me were Tibetan yoga and meditation. Those two practices that sometimes they are together, sometimes they are separate, were the main practices that really allowed me to reconnect with my body and allowed me to get out a little bit of my head and understand, you know, that little voices inside my head that they are not me. They are a part of me, yet they are not me. Can I also listen to what the rest of my body and my feelings are telling me? So when I started to, to experience that, it was a completely new world that opened up. And now that I've been practicing and, and sharing this for the last 17 years, it's been incredible because the more that I do it, the more that I discover about myself. And with that comes my relationship with others. Because the more that I understand myself, the easier it is to understand others and to have compassion and be kind to others because I understand and I can feel what others are going through. And it's interesting a lot of times when I use the word yoga that there's a lot of connotations around 
you know, it comes from either Eastern philosophy or it's a spiritual practice or things like that. And what I try to do all of the time is, yes, that is true. And if that's something that you want to explore, let's do that. But if that's going to be on the way, let's explore really just moving. How can you move? How can you allow yourself to move not only physically, but to move with your awareness, the feelings and the energy in your body? Because that is part of, of you. Like from a completely scientific standpoint and from a completely spiritual standpoint, both sides say that we are energy. So we need to understand how do we actually move it? How do we actually um, are in relationship with that? And for me, the practices of meditation and conscious movement have been the most important ones to be able to really reconnect. Yes. And for me, it was the same. The, the ability to one, get lost in the movement, like in a very great, like an empowering way when it comes to yoga was something that gave me great insight into the power of being in tune with the body. And in the last, you know, 10, 20 years, there has been this massive expansion of literature when it comes to trauma being stored in the body. And I'm really excited to see this current evolution where we're marrying science and the more mainstream types of beliefs with this higher level consciousness, awareness, spirituality aspect in order to really come back to who we truly are. And I think it's great that you're doing this as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, something that, and, and you mentioned it before, that it, how important it is to also have that connection with the planet and something that is bigger than ourselves. Mm. And different people connect with different words or different philosophies around that. But one of the things that I usually share is that dynamic of the importance of us as individuals, yet we are part of the collective. We are part of something bigger. And that can look and can be called differently for different people, yet knowing that gives us a little bit more meaning into what we do. So mm -hmm. if I am actually being doing the work on myself, because also I know that if I do the work on myself, I can show up more for others. And I can show up for my community. I can show up for the collective, I can show up for the planet. And the more aligned that I am within myself, the better choices and the better decisions that I'm going to make in terms of my everyday life and how that impacts in the world. Yes, I think that's so wonderful. And it's such a challenge now to start to work on shifting this individual mindset but i truly believe it's through the reconnection with the body and reconnection with self because it just you get to a point where you're like there's something more than just me and for me it was it was the the peace 
that was missing for such a long time was to understand that we are part of something so much greater than just who we are in this identity, which is Amy and Brian. And I have seen a lot of people starting to dabble in these exercises that help you reconnect with the body. And I'm hoping that you will share some information and insights into exercises that you teach and then also do for yourself when it comes to that integration. Yes, definitely. And one of the main things that I want to share about this is that these are easy practices. Anyone can do them. And it's about understanding how can we create the time and the space really to do this. And one of my aims when I am sharing a lot of these practices is I don't want to add things to your already busy day. I want to give you some tools that you can use at any moment. So the first one that I want to share now is that we can actually be connected to our body. And one of the first parts that I usually start with is my throat, shoulders, and neck area. The reason why I usually start with that area is because for most of us, that is where we hold most of our stress. So we have a lot of tightness there. So the easy practice, and I recommend doing this taking the time, perhaps closing your eyes and taking a couple of deep breaths before you do that so you can actually connect. But it's bring your awareness for a moment to your shoulders, neck, and throat area. I'm feeling that. And then do some movement with your shoulders. So bring perhaps some circles, make really big circles with your shoulders, trying to keep your head straight and not moving your head, just moving your shoulders, perhaps doing some circles in one direction, then a few circles in the other direction, or moving them up and down, whatever feels right for you, moving your shoulders, and doing that for a minute or two, and then stopping and trying to remain still. And as you do that, you're going to notice, depending on your level of stress and tightness, the need to move your neck or your head because you're going to start to notice a lot of the tightness there. The more that you feel like you need to move, the more that you're stressed. So when we start doing that, at the beginning, I recommend people, okay, like move a little bit your head. But if you are able to, wait after you move your shoulders for at least 20, 30 seconds. And then very slowly start to make some circles with your head. Very slowly because what we want to learn is where are there some tightness in my neck. We want to release that tightness because we are the entire day putting that pressure into this space. We need that movement and we need to bring our awareness to that space. So that is the number one tip that I have in terms of practices. I used to have when like for a while on a post-it on my computer, on the corner of my computer that said shoulders. So 
every, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, I was working on the computer and I would actually look at the post-it note and then I would move my shoulders, I would move it with my head. I would recommend doing this as many times as possible during the day just to allow that stuck energy and that pressure that is built up there to be moved. Then another easy practice is to connect with your breath. We all breathe, and the breath is really important because the moment that you stop breathing is when you die. So it's really a big deal. With understanding that there's a lot of different layers with working with the breath, but the easy one is just taking the time to notice it. So I always recommend taking a few deep breaths. So just really allowing the exhale to be heard, to release, kind of like a sigh if you want. And allowing the breath to go in, putting your hands on top of your belly and to notice your belly inflating and deflating as the air comes in and out. So a lot of us, we breathe quite high on our chest, breathing deep down in our bellies. And when we have our hands there, we can notice if it's actually inflating or not. And that is the natural way of breathing. When we see babies, they breathe completely from there. You see their bellies inflating and deflating. And that is the easiest way to work with the breath. There's a lot of more practices that we could use. And lastly, the third one, to keep it short and sweet, is noticing the way that, the way that you're sitting. So a lot of times we rely on a chair and we go completely to the back. So noticing just your posture, noticing your feet on the ground, noticing your seat bones, where are they touching and how are you being supported, noticing your spine and your back. And a lot of times for this, my recommendation, especially if you work in front of a computer and you're sitting down a lot, is to sit at the edge of your chair. So not relying on the back of your chair, just relying on your back to remain tall. And it's not about being completely straight. It's about giving your muscles a little bit of work, so your abdominal area. Just noticing, once again, by making all of these movements that I mentioned before with your shoulders and your neck, it gives you more awareness of your upper body. And then noticing a lot where is your computer. If you're working on your computer and you're looking at your phone, bring it up to your eye level instead of bringing your head down to meet the screen. So those are the three basic practices that I would share. You can do it anytime, any day. They will change your life if you actually use them. Ooh, thank you. I think that's great to put a little post-it note on your computer to remind you. I also want to say that as you were explaining this, I was shifting in my chair as soon as you were like, sit at the end. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing those. And you're right. They're so simple and so many people can use them. So if 
the listeners are to do these? Like, what are some results that they may be able to expect? Yeah. So, one, and this has been my experience, this has been the experience of a lot of my clients, just by doing these simple practices, reduce levels of stress. Because what happens is that then you're not actually storing as much, especially on your shoulders area you will start to actually shift and move a little bit of the energy and that brings more energy into your life. So you start to be more energetic, you start to be less stressed. When you're less stressed, then you can actually start to respond to life instead of to react to life. And you're able to be more present in your body. The body lives in the present. Our mind is the one that lives in the past and the future and all of these hypothetical scenarios. The body lives in this moment now. So the more that we are here, we can actually be more present. And that gives us more time for work to focus as well. It enhances our concentrations level. So less stress, less anxious, more present, more energy. And more focus just by doing these very basic practices. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing those with us. Now, for all of the listeners that would like to learn more about you and maybe learn some more tactics from you, where can they find you on the internet? Yes. So through conscious action. And that is on social media or the website. The website is consciousaction.co.nz. That's New Zealand. Or on social media, consciousaction.nz. Or through youbingyou.org. I'm releasing now actually a few online courses. There's a few online courses there now, but I'm releasing a, a few more. So there will be more practices, ways of interacting with us. I am creating more content. I am making a lot of changes on the website and that will bring a lot more help to you that you're listening, a lot more practices that are all simple like this. My aim is to bring simple practices to change our mind, to change our body, to change our energy, to be able to live a life that is more balanced and more meaningful and to be able to live consciously every single day. Ooh, thank you. And I'll be sure to include all those links in the show notes in the description below. Thank you so much again, Brian, for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge with us. I always get the experts, the guests, to leave us with some words of wisdom. So I'm going to let you take it away. So... The main thing that I would say with this is that you actually have the power. You can step into your power just by choosing to do so, knowing that you matter. And the most amazing thing that you can do is to just be you. So not trying to be anyone else, trying to just be who you are. The most magical thing that you can do for the world is to show up as who you are. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of What We're Not Talking About. It would mean the world to me if you subscribed and shared this episode with anyone you think needs to hear it. As valued listeners, I also wanted to remind you that if you're ever looking for a specific topic to be covered, please get in touch with me on Instagram. My username is amy.damone, or you can simply click the link in this podcast description. I can't wait to hear from you. 